0: Hey, this is Brent Leary, and this is cool for me because I do a lot of conversations, and I'm typically in Vegas or some other place. So I really appreciate being in Atlanta at the headquarters of NCR and being here with Chris Pulma, who is the president and GM of NCR's Small Business Unit. Chris, thanks for uh, having me here.
1: Brent, good to be here.
0: Uh, it's a perfect day in Atlanta. The, the, the weather is great, and we're outside right out front. Of uh, the headquarters, which is, it still looks brand spanking new to me.
1: So. Yes, it's. Uh, we've only been here five quarters, so it's new campus. It's, and it is a beautiful day. What better way to, you know, have a good conversation right out here out front?
0: Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies and what Facebook is doing with Libra, uh, and get into that a bit. But before we do, why don't you give us a little of your personal background?
1: Sure. So. My background is a mixture of technology and, and business. Uh, at the core of it it's always been over 30 years of, of technology software primarily, but can be network um, business segments from uh, financials and financial industry to telecommunications, healthcare uh, been in the industry quite a while i've uh, been able to bring five new businesses into market over my career and uh, have worked for. A couple of large corporations like uh, like NCR. For those who may not know what
0: NCR does, maybe you can fill us in a little bit on that.
1: Yeah. So NCR is truly it, it's a global software company. We're in over 119 countries, and NCR sits at the intersection of people, consumers, and then businesses and merchants. And so, whether it's ATMs or whether it's banking or banking software uh, or whether it's uh, commerce in terms of financial transactions associated with a point of sale from restaurants or entertainment venues here at mercedes-benz stadium as an example our uh, software and hardware services uh, manage the customer checkout uh, as an example
0: so let's talk a little bit about this whole area of cryptocurrencies it's been around for a while but for folks who may not be in, maybe you give us a high level definition of what exactly cryptocurrencies
1: are? Sure. So at its core, cryptocurrency's goal is to, I'll use the word democratize and socialize money or the value of money. It's the ability in a very safe and secure way. Uh, we can get into the details of how if you'd like. <laughs> but in a very safe and secure way, uh, ensure that the value of money Uh, that people are transacting with are accessible to the masses not just those with bank accounts but those without bank accounts Uh, and that uh, the costs of transacting using that money is exceptionally low so it isn't percentages or even pennies or dollars on a per transaction basis the cost is exceptionally low. So
0: where does Bitcoin fit in with cryptocurrencies?
1: Oh great, great question. So Bitcoin... So first on cryptocurrency, it's a multi-ledger um, technology. By that I mean there are public servers that many businesses around the globe actually set up to where they run uh, an open source code base platform uh, and every financial transaction that occurs. Every single financial transaction that occurs in a crypto in a specific cryptocurrency is... Um, uh, encrypted, if you will, via an algorithm, and it's placed it in, placed and bundled into what are blocks, and creates something called a blockchain. Sites
0: in South of Atlanta. Boy. Yes,
1: it <laughs> daisy chains these blockchains together uh, in bundles, and so in in their own way they become unique, but they write those transactions in those bundles across hundreds and thousands of servers that are accessible anybody can view so they're publicly facing and transparent and in this way if somebody wanted to try and steal money or hack money in terms of balance they would have to one uh, decrypt exceptionally long complex uh, algorithm strings one and two they would have to hack not one but tens of thousands of servers to change the data. So it becomes very trustworthy. Bitcoin was one of the original creators of what is a multi-ledger currency to um, allow people uh, to buy and trade items of value using uh, individual coins, monetary units, uh, referred to as Bitcoin. So it's actual the monetary value and it is also um, the name of the brand. They're one of the oldest, one of 2,600. In fact, I think they're valued a uh, number of outstanding coins uh, times the value of their coin. Uh, if you were to go on to coinmarket.com, you would find that they're valued somewhere in the neighborhood of $175 billion U.S. Wow. dollars. So.
0: so I see a lot of folks more on the speculative side of Bitcoin. Right. Uh, but how is it, has it entered mainstream business yet or is it still kind of <coughs> sitting there trying to cross the uh,
1: chasm? Yeah, great question. So in NCR small business we have a tablet point of sale solution called NCR Silver and we are integrated uh, VR APIs into Bitcoin and I would tell you less than one half of 1% of our businesses actually transact or use uh, Bitcoin. So it's it's exceptionally small use out in the small markets today. It is, you're right, largely speculative because the value keeps growing. There's a reason for that, but that's another technical <laughs> discussion we won't get into. Um, but it's a bit speculative as though you were trading gold, again, back to the value. But in terms of everyday use in transaction, it's not quite there yet it, it's treated more as an investment than it is a currency for buying and se- selling everyday goods like clothes and food and you know coffee to uh, you know daily transportation uh, so bitcoin might be more of an investment but you know one of the questions we were discussing earlier the whole facebook libra right we're going to so, that yeah. <laughs> that actually you
0: actually you set me up perfect Perfect segue, because I wanted to kind of figure out, you know, talk about what Facebook Libra is and the potential it has for maybe moving more of this into mainstream business. Sure.
1: Okay. So where Bitcoin is more speculative, like an investment, because it keeps growing in value because it is so rare and very hard, um, very expensive to come by a Bitcoin, which like gold or platinum or palladium, which are very rare elements the same way with Bitcoin, it's harder and harder to get a hold of it, so it becomes greater in value, so it becomes more speculative rather than everyday transactional value. To whereas a Facebook Libra is an association, it's not owned by one single independent company, it's an org, it's an association, it's a not-for-profit, Yes, it'll be managed by Facebook's wholly-owned subsidiary called Calibra. It'll manage and govern the work that's done for Libra, which Libra hasn't started transacting yet. There are some other differences about Facebook Libra. Because it's an association, because it's not for profit, uh, there are other businesses and entities that have contributed monies and sit on a governance board. Uh, like Visa, like MasterCard, like PayPal, like Stripe. There are other businesses out there, not just technology, but financial banks that are becoming a part of the Libra association that uh, not only brings credibility to Libra, but because it's an association and not-for-profit, it has a higher probability that... Transacting and trading in Libra will be more for commerce and transactions and less of a speculative and investment product.
0: So, Facebook made the announcement and it brought all these organizations together. Right. Does Facebook, being the face of this, have any specific challenges due to their security and, and data privacy?
1: Sure. So, the hard side is, whether it was Facebook or... WeChat, or Alibaba, or Amazon, or Google. Anytime you have one single entity that is appearing to dominate or sit over what is um, a single currency, you know, it's gonna cast a shadow of doubt and question. And I think those are all the questions that are coming up. But those questions would come up, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Google, whether it's WeChat, regardless of the firm and the business and where they're located on the globe, because part of what a a cryptocurrency is trying to achieve is a unified currency around the planet, not just within political confines. So in the same way that the value of, uh, let's say, a Ripple or uh, a Libra in this case might be uh, trading $2 to one Ripple in the U.S., it would trade at that same exact value in Brazil and in Mexico and in uh, Beijing. So it's doesn't matter where you are around the planet. So the challenge with Facebook Libra is it's one company that's sitting over it. The benefit though, what better way could you imagine to bring a cryptocurrency to the masses than a very large social network like Facebook to where they have hundreds of millions of active accounts around the globe that they could easily access this cryptocurrency and be able to transact and trade real, monetary, valuable items. And so, in this way, the chance of it being more than a brush fire, but Mm. more of a planetary-used currency, well, that's the upside. That's the power.
0: So, if we were to look out five years from now, what would this all look like?
1: Oh, wow. So, just like you do in any industry that's new, you have hundreds, thousands, in this case, we're up to 2,600 cryptocurrencies that are traded on on or tracked uh, on the market index, on coin market index, and, um, and there will be more. And so over a period of five years, you'll establish or you'll see a dominance by not one, but maybe two, three, four, five, you'll see consolidation in the industry, and you'll see over a period of time just like we had the challenge back in the day in technology of VHF and UHF <laughs> right one wins one out wins just out. like uh, alternating current and wow. distributed current AC and DC <laughs> just like uh, automotive manufacturing in the US right you had all those cars 100 years ago different manufacturers due to bakers no longer here they got rolled up <laughs> america motors company they got rolled up and showing my age right right so <laughs> you've got the, you. you've got the big 3 in the U.S. and now you've got international players that have come to our shore and we've gone international and so to be a global player it's very typical that you start with many, many, many and over a period of time if it truly is better for the masses easier, more accessible more people are using it and above all they trust it which will be the key hallmark that's the cornerstone if people generally trust it and it is all those things, then you'll see cryptocurrencies start to unify into a single or fewer cryptocurrencies that are transacted and traded around the globe that are used by many, used by large percentages of the population. But yet the cost of that cryptocurrency come down significantly. So in that way, it is truly better, more egalitarian for all It won't be without its challenges, and it will take more than five years, (laughs) and we are definitely on the forefront of that.
0: All right, so what do small businesses, and particularly like the traditional mainstream, main street small businesses, what do they need to know right now about this, and what do they need to start doing?
1: Great question. So, I think first and foremost, it's just be aware that it's there. Uh, they do not need to run out today and get a point-of-sale system that, is, um, that manages or can handle a multi-ledger currency. It's, it's not happening tomorrow. It's not going to happen realistically next year or the year after. Because to do this, you would have to have people, the masses, be willing to move off the dollar <laughs> or the peso right, or the lira and move on to a single cryptocurrency. So first, they need to be aware that this is happening. They need to be aware that it's out there. But over their business's lifespan in the coming 5 to 10 years, then they not only need to learn and be aware, but as they begin to use it more themselves, in fact, I would say it's directly proportional. They, as business owners, small business owners, directly proportional to the amount that they would transact in a Bitcoin or a Ripple, uh, or Ethereum or any one of the other coins that are out there the more they transact in it then the more likely other people are it's directly proportional in percentage of another number of customers they should expect coming through their door
0: and how does NCR help small businesses start down this process
1: yeah so we are on the, on the edge of this on the forefront of this um, uh, in small business we run uh, hundreds of millions of transactions uh, globally uh, on an annualized basis and uh, so we're aware of the the cultures and the cryptocurrencies and we are taking seats in some of these, becoming more active in some of the cryptocurrencies and part of our want and interest is to become an enabler for the businesses as the demand grows.
0: Where can people learn more? Uh,
1: They can go to ncr.com, they can also go to uh, marketcoin, uh, .com and take a look at all the cryptocurrencies. There's links to all of them out there. It's, it, it's a, a web popular website showing uh, many of the cryptocurrencies out there. And then from there, they can branch out and go to the individual websites.
0: Chris, thanks for your time. This you has been great. You got it, Brent.
1: Thank you. Thank you.